0: You're listening to The Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan harista Dulu. What's up, everyone, and happy Friday. It is April 22nd, 2022. We are six days away now from the NFL Draft. And continuing on with our on-the-clock draft preview series, we have ourselves the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. So we'll be talking some of the Steel Curtain and who I would like to see them go after in this year's NFL draft. So my Steelers fans, make sure you comment down below. Who do you want to see the Steelers get In this year's NFL draft, do you think they should take a quarterback? Do you think they should build around Mitch Trubisky? We're going to talk it all right here, right now. So make sure you hit that like button if you enjoy, and also subscribe so you don't miss out on all the content as we roll through the rest of the NFL offseason. So the Steelers, my goodness, uh, two big things that I would really like to, to look at here is one, offensive line and linebacking corps. That's where my day three and day two picks are going to kind of focus around, and then we'll 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 wait for we'll we'll wait on the discussion for first round pick number what is it tw- uh, twenty that they have. Um, the offensive line will start there because this was a unit that just a couple of years ago was arguably one of the better in the league, and I feel like the Steelers have had an excellent offensive line for a while, and then. David DeCascio retired, Marquise Pouncey retired, Villanova ended up leaving, you know, you just suddenly went from having such an excellent group to who the hell is even blocking for the Steelers anymore, so with that in mind, this is probably not the only selection on offensive line, And if you've never seen one of these draft previews before, I'm doing a day three selection, a day two and then the first round picks. So I'm only covering three picks total here. I'm not going to sit here and break down each and every pick for you guys and act like I'm some expert on the Steelers. I'm covering every team here. So I'm just giving a general idea of some guys I'd like them to go after. And in day three, he should be available somewhere around like fourth, fifth round, and I think he would be an excellent guy to bring on because of his experience and just how many places he's played the position and played it effectively in is going to be left tackle Zachary Thomas out of San Diego State like I said he's played all five positions on the offensive line at some point during his football career the guy is a beast of a man at 6'5 310 pounds with a little bit more room to put on that frame from what I've read a lot of people think he could put up on some size maybe hit like that 320 range which is excellent you know he could be a big solid guy he has excellent footwork and he's praised for constantly keeping them moving this is someone with a good motor good and good footwork is one of those things that like some offensive linemen seem to have it and some of them don't where they just kind of stick their feet in the mud but really good offensive line play involves keeping those legs chugging along through the play and not letting yourself get your feet stuck in the ground there so really good technique really good size and solid strength as well this is definitely someone I could see targeting again day three guy depth guy probably someone who could ultimately end up starting if he really wows the coaching staff during this offseason program here um, handwork isn't necessarily the best, but that's something you can always work on. It, you know, he gets a lot of criticisms in different ways for his hand usage. But again, that's a, that's a coaching thing more than anything else. And when you're getting into the NFL, you have the best of the best kind of teaching techniques and things like that. So definitely something he can adjust with and work on. But the one of the bigger issues for someone his size is the lack of explosiveness that he has. A lot of coaches seem to believe that, or just, not. excuse me, coaches, scouts seem to believe, or the people around the NFL that are doing all their mock drafts and whatnot seem to believe that he's not quite as explosive of a guy as you'd want him to be for his size. Um, so whether that's a, an issue of maybe he doesn't quite, understand the way to get off the snap correctly whatever it may be that's another thing that I think could potentially be worked on Uh, but maybe it's a physical thing too and just he he doesn't have that power quite in his legs who knows but overall in terms of just what he brings to the table with intangibles and in size and and all and again experience he's played everywhere on the offensive line when I'm looking at offensive line especially later in the draft a versatility is a huge thing for me this is someone I would definitely like to see them go after. He's graded out really well the last three years of his career too. So I mean, the guy is solid and should be an excellent addition in those later rounds. Now moving into day two, like I said, I wanted to focus on O-line and I wanted to focus on the linebacking corpse. The linebacking corpse is somewhat of a question mark and Pittsburgh, at least for as long as I've been watching football, I feel like has always been known for having dominant linebackers. Well, Devin Bush last season, and this is not my words, this is what I've seen from Steelers fans, has seemed to be a little bit lost playing the position at times last year. And I know that Miles Jack is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. He does not really do a ton for me. I, I know he's athletic, but I don't know if I really buy in on the pairing of like Devin Bush and Miles Jack being the linebackers in Pittsburgh. I would like to see them. Excuse me, go after someone in this year's draft and someone who should be available around the second or third round, depending on just how things shake out, would be linebacker Chad Muma out of Wyoming. This is someone who I think would be an excellent addition and upgrade, to be honest with you guys for that linebacking room. He was credited for 68 total defensive stops in 2021. He has a nose for finding the ball carrier. He's averaged 11 plus sacks in every game the last two seasons. Uh, Not sacks, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, that's not right. Tackles, tackles, not sacks. Uh, And he's very solid in coverage. He came away with three interceptions in 2021. An excellent situational awareness. He brought two of those back for a touchdown He is the total package in terms of just like playmaking ability, finding the note, like finding the football and understanding what is going on and where he needs to be in the defense competition competition level excuse me was fairly low for him in 2021 so that is a concern that some people believe that maybe he was having such an excellent season because he was you know feeding off of teams that aren't quite as good as like say all these power five teams and whatnot he did not go against and physicality not quite what some scouts would like him to have considering he is a 6'3 240 pound monster but Overall, you can't take away from that production. Some of that has got to translate over. And while it might be a bit of like a shock when he gets to the NFL and he really sees just how like elite level some of these players are, it's definitely something that if he has the right mindset, he can adjust to. I know the competition level tends to be a concern for a lot of people, but you look at some of the, you know, Division two guys that have made it in the NFL or some of those smaller school Not even linebackers, but just like players in general who tend to take off in the NFL if you have the right mindset yeah, the competition level might shock you slightly when you first get there, your rookie season, but some people play above that and don't and it, you know, it doesn't even break a, they don't even break a sweat. So not something that I really concern myself with too much. I, I don't think competition level ultimately decides how good you are in the NFL. I think it's a mindset thing and just like, are you willing to be able to embrace that level of competition? And I think that Chad Buma, considering how effective he was with the opportunity he had to play the teams, that it's not his fault, you know, he's just there playing football. I think he'd be a solid day two guy. Again, day two, round two, round three, somewhere within that ballpark would be a great addition. Even if he's just a depth piece year one, uh, or maybe you know he wows and ends up starting. I, I think that there's a possibility he could overtake someone like Miles Jack. But that's who I'd like to see in that day two spot somewhere around there, whether it's second or third round. Now, for pick number 20 in the first round. I was a little bit torn here. And I wanted to stay away from the quarterback position because I was, you know, I want to believe that Mitch Trubisky is their guy, but I think if there is a possibility that the Steelers can get a quarterback they love, then they're probably going to go QB. It's not that I doubt Mitch Trubisky. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get. He comes out of a situation like Chicago and... It's easy to point the finger at what was going on in Chicago and and that being like the lack of there that being the reason for the lack of success he had there. Ultimately though, if there is a quarterback I think they could really value and love, I think they go after it. And while I love the idea of Malik Willis going to the Steelers, I think the Steelers would probably be more comfortable going after quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. The reason for this is because you're getting someone who might be a little bit more pro-ready and more so fits the bill of like a Steelers quarterback. He's 6'3", you know, 200 and I believe like 20 some odd pounds within that range, bigger guy, four-year starter, consummate leader. Brought Cincinnati to unheard height of heights for, you know, a, a, a smaller school, whatnot, making it to the college football playoffs this past season. you know, he's the third winningest football uh, quarterback in college football history. Praised for his drive to get better. He, you know, he never settles. He was always working on his craft. Year over year growth. Has solid mobility, but he plays to win from the pocket. I'm not saying he's Ben Roethlisberger, but he fits what the Steelers have been using for like the last 20 some odd years. And I think that that like all those traits and, you know, past success will be very appealing for Pittsburgh. Now there are some things to his game that maybe they shy away from. And and he ultimately ends up not being their selection because of average arm strength. He doesn't have quite the like velocity in his throws that you'd want at the pro level, but that might be something that could be worked on a bit. Uh, He rarely gets through his full progressions was a criticism I kept reading about in all of his scouting profiles Um, and inconsistent accuracy on intermediate throws. If you go back and watch some of his tape, he does miss some random shots here and there in the middle of the field. And that is definitely a, a dangerous thing when you're getting into the NFL because of how good some of these corners and even some of these linebackers are becoming at ball Hawks. It's pretty crazy how even these linebackers these days are picking passes off like they're corners. But overall, I think Desmond Ritter just kind of fits the bill of a quarterback in Pittsburgh. I almost like Malik Willis more because I I love the potential upside he has over there in Pittsburgh, but Desmond Ritter to me just kind of like rings the bell as the, as the Pittsburgh quarterback, or at least it just makes more sense to me because you have more raw upside with Malik Willis, whereas Again, Ritter has had that college success, you know, third most winning quarterback in college history. That speaks a lot. And th- it was the the drive to get better and never settling for where he was at. That's something that I think will really appeal to the Pittsburgh coaching staff and Mike Tomlin specifically. So it just feels like Desmond Ritter might be a better fit for the team overall, but I'm kind of torn as to who they go for quarterback here. It does not really seem like anyone has a true idea as to who they're going to go after. And I'm definitely in that group. I don't really know who exactly it is that they're targeting. But if I was to look at all these guys, like with the concerns of Kenny Pickett and the hands thing, and Malik Willis having played at a smaller school, and he's more upside than anything else, uh, and you know Matt Coral's also there from Ole Miss, I think Desmond Ritter if he ends, and this is, again, this is a whole if he ends up being available there. Desmond Ritter might get taken really early in the draft, and he's not even there. And then I would see them go after, so I would, like, if I was to organize, like, a list of QBs for the Steelers, it would probably go, like, Ritter, Willis, Pickett, Coral, or maybe Flip Flop, Pickett, and Coral. That's kind of how I would look at it. Uh, but that's what I think they go for in round one. Quarterback, if Desmond Ritter's available, it's Ritter. If it's not Ritter, it's going to be uh, probably one of the other QBs, more likely Willis and then either Coral or Pickett depending on who's available if Willis is gone as well. But that is my draft preview for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, my Steelers fans, comment down below who you'd like to see them go after. What do you guys think of my list here? I appreciate you all for watching. Draft day is six days away. Cannot wait. Super excited. I appreciate you all for watching and I will catch you guys in the next video. Have a good one.